what is up y'all welcome back to a court of realms and readers aka akorar aka, AKA Roomba readers <laughs> <laughs> i like that energy that you brought that was good energy. thank you for Thanks. that i had i had a pumpkin spice frosty from one season <laughs> now i'm pumped with sugar Wait, they have those that's a thing Dude, you just were so excited that I think your microphone gave out. <laughs> you were just like, la, 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 la. And it was just so loud that your microphone was like, nope, can't. You can't contain this excitement. <laughs> you froze for a second there, too. Oh, dang. Dang. I probably look like a big dork because I'm just sad that I can't have a Frosty because I don't have a Wendy's near me. I can't oh, have that's a, sad. let alone a pumpkin spice Frosty. Do you frosty. live under a rock? <laughs> no. It's a boulder. <laughs> it's not a boulder. <laughs> It's a rock. That's the second time we've used this reference in this podcast. I'm sure of it. It's Maybe so the good though. <laughs> there will be a third. Don't be mistaken. Don't be mistaken. We will often represent. Uh, we will often reference. refer to reference SpongeBob. SpongeBob, the literary masterpiece. <laughs> yes. A uh, piece of art. Um. <laughs> All right, folks. I am May, and that is macy why do why do we sound like those people that would come to your school as a kid and sell like try to get you to sell stuff for i don't even remember what so you can get prizes <laughs> like, the, like, the, <laughs> like the like the uh jump rope for life thing that yeah jump rope for heart yeah go out into the community and get sponsors yeah where it's like so high octane or like you could win a nintendo wii (laughs) (laughs) you can win some sort Uh, of shiny flashy thing that you're gonna break in one day i I know this for a fact because i i did do it i did my may or may not have in fact done that exact thing did you get a wii yeah that's how uh that's how that's how my family got a Wii when I was younger. Um, we did this. Uh, we went to school at this really small, small town. Uh, the only big, like, pulling point was windmills. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, the big, the, the pulling the, point. No, the big, like, draw to the town was that we oh. have windmills and a big mountain. Um, so, anyway, <laughs> we had... Uh, like a jump rope for heart thing and you had to go out into the community and get sponsors like they'd sponsor you for so many jumps on your jump rope and i was a girl i was the goodest little girl scout and i <laughs> went out door to door and got a ton of sponsors and i did a bunch of jump rope and i raised the most money out of any of the kids in our school so i won like i won a whole bunch of stuff i won like a nintendo wii i won like this really cool quote-unquote frisbee set <laughs> um i think i got an ipod oh i got an ipod whoa uh, yeah uh it was an Holy ipod cow. shuffle <laughs> it was Dude. an ipod shuffle like literally the size of a oh, i gum. loved those things <laughs> i love yeah them. um i got a bunch of little stuff though it was really really fun oh and i also got the chance to go into this huge like like essentially snow globe of money and like grab as much money as i could <laughs> Um, and I walked out with maybe $200. <laughs> Dude, wait, uh, so I don't even understand. Okay, we're not going to go too far down this rabbit hole, but I just don't understand. Like, I feel more like when people are doing that, they're like, 
like heart disease is important sure we should probably figure out how to deal with that but more like oh, like get this kid away you know? like, I want this kid yeah. to get away motivate these kids to raise money for charity give them a wee give them a wee holy cow what a weird experience that was <laughs> yeah yeah that was yeah it was basically That's, like a game uh, show <laughs> yeah it's like that was like third or fourth grade me Mm. with asthma trying to jump rope into the gym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I could not I could not I was a very chubby little kid and I was like jump stop jump stop jump stop. <laughs> now I could get like at least seven jumps in I bet probably more but anywho <laughs> anyway um, tonight folks we are going to continue in our reading of the assassin's blade by Sarah Jane Mass. Um, which is a collection of novellas, if you don't know, the prologue to the actual or f- like original Throne of Glass series. Um, we are finishing up the third novella known as The, the Assassin. Assassin and the Desert. The Desert, not to be mistaken for desert. Desert, desert. with the sand and the deadly things. And the deadly um, things, yep. Anywho um before we do that folks i want to ask macy do you have any reading updates for me i do this week i'm super proud of myself i actually (laughs) found time to read granted it was on a plane it was on a plane flight uh but uh i read some of i read a smattering of a couple books i read uh i read some more in ruthless vow which is book three of um book three of the series that i've been reading by roxanne sloan honestly i'm kind of like dragging my feet through the end of this because i've i've kind of gotten tired of reading this book series is it the will um, they won't they that we've been talking yeah, about yeah, a little yeah, bit? yeah yeah okay, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. Okay. yeah 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 um <laughs> and i can't go into too much detail because one of our listeners um is going to be reading this series uh, um so I can't go into too much detail, but I kind of got tired of it. But I did read some more of Zodiac Academy, mm-hmm. uh, book eight, Sorrow and Starlight. And I this book had me straight up laughing, like giggling <laughs> on the plane. And the lady next to me was looking at me like I was demented <laughs> because I was just like trying to contain my laughter from reading this book. And I just couldn't couldn't do it i i love the twisted sisters and their writing um but i am about 33 percent of the way through um bef- i was on page 177 before this three-hour flight and now i'm on page 408 mm-hmm. so I got, I got a good i got read about 100 pages an hour which isn't too bad that's not um, bad at all so <clears throat> it was pretty pretty good and i'm i got to a good stopping point um but there's a lot going on um and there we're not in a happy time in this book Mm-mm. and uh i'm i'm sad for the characters but also it's a great great read um and i cannot wait for the last book to come out the last book's coming out um i think in december early january something like that so i am really pumped for that uh, and I'm trying to read I the whole part, part of the reason I haven't read this book as much as I've wanted to is because I'm trying to not devour it that way I have to dra- like wait for the next book um, also in other reading news uh, so I read this web uh, I don't know if y'all know about webtoons but it's kind of like um, small 
uh, authors doing their own like comic books essentially um, on this app and they can publish it on this app. Um, and I've been reading a series called Lore Olympus by mm-hmm. Rachel Smythe and it is super popular. It has 1.3 billion reads, mm-hmm. um, 6.4 million followers, uh, 9.6 like- rating. That one's like the Hades and Persephone retelling, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It's super good. Um, and I have been waiting. She went on a hiatus for like the entire summer. And November 7th, I think, is when it is. November 7th. Uh, or is it the 4th? No. I think it's the 7th. Um, Laura Olympus comes back online. Woo! Uh, oh, November 11th. My bad. November 11th. Um it comes back online and she's going to be releasing the next episode because they come out in episodes. Um, but she also has like published books as well. And I have books one through four on my shelf. Um, I was gonna pre-order and get book five, but uh, my friends and family have informed me that I am not allowed to pre-order or order any more books from now till Christmas. People <laughs> actually have things to get me for Christmas. <laughs> So um, I was told that any books that I had already pre-ordered before October, uh, I think it was like October 10th, um, I could do. But after that, I'm not allowed to order or buy any new books till Christmas. (laughs) Sad. Um, Sad. Um, For my own good. It's for my own good. What's the name of the person who does it again? I want to look it up later for Laura Uh, Olympus. Rachel Smythe, S-M-Y-T-H-E, I believe. Smythe. That's a cool name. Yeah. Good job, she's, Rachel. She's amazing. She does, I believe she does all of her um, own, like, art and everything. It's mm-hmm. really cool. Really, It cool. is, like, really original. I haven't read through all of it. I read some of it. It's um, so I want to get like the I want to get like the actual books. I feel like, but I might I might. It's so good. Listen, if we ever become close enough for me to actually know your address, I will ship you <laughs> my book. Um, and if I ever meet you in person, I will give you my books and you can borrow them and read them because they're hardcover. They're really nice. I feel like potentially we could make a meetup happen. I feel like it would maybe not be too too hard. It'd be a lot of travel, but it'd be worth it. Yeah, we have to travel all across the world to see. <laughs> yeah 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 i have to take a boat and a plane and then another plane and then, and then a train boat, and then a train yeah. and then yeah. i have to take a skyliner thing like a gondola yeah and then they're just gonna like let you skydive in yeah um to my area because i, I prefer live... to paraglide honestly oh, yeah yeah my bad and then um, a horse and then a horse across the desert and, yeah or, or a Cam- camel <laughs> camel yeah be great <laughs> and then i will find you in the oasis Yes, that's where you find me. <laughs> reading a book in a hammock on the Oasis. <laughs> um, for my reading news, I am approximately 50-ish. I'm I'm elaborating. It's not 50%. But to me, it feels like 50% of the way through uh, Assistant to the Villain by Ooh. Hannah Nicole May. I've Mayer. heard good things about this. I've seen it on TikTok. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is it good? Um, it is... Okay, okay. Um, I think last episode... We talked a little bit about how I'm trash for um, certain ships that may or may not involve. May or may not be controversial. Uh, <laughs> villains and <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, this reminds me of that. I kind of, hmm, how to put, how to put. It's so, I know that some people 
really are against the idea of taking like villains like people who do bad things like kill and torture people um and like fluffifying it or glorifying it or romanticizing it too much yeah 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 maybe those people are really neurotypical i don't know um who knows they're not (laughs) mentally ill like us (laughs) or they are or maybe they've gotten over it maybe they went to therapy (laughs) maybe maybe they're actually right in the head unlike us um so this is this is more of like like it's weird to say it's kind of like a fun read you know what I mean it's pretty it is kind of it is kind of fluffy but it does have some it's kind of yeah it's fun it's fun I guess I would say it's it's fun fun funky and fresh yes exactly um so you know I I'm excited to see how it goes um the main character Evie um I guess that name in and of itself kind of reminds me of um V for Vendetta have you ever seen or heard of or watched V for Vendetta no i don't think i have actually remember remember the 5th of november the gunpowder treason and plot yeah no i don't i've never heard of that okay okay it's very much and i mean this in the nicest way it's very much like a college boy thing (laughs) got it i never heard of it either and then all of a sudden it was november 5th and i was a freshman in college and the boys in our dorm were like you have to watch v for vendetta because it's very important um and it's very philosophical and blah 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 so we like made um basically like this projector screen out of white paper onto mm-hmm. the wall in our common room and then we projected the movie for us to watch which is honestly like a cool experience i thought it was a cool movie i think it, it was based on like a uh, i don't know if it's a dc comic but it's based on some sort of comic anyway it's a villain whose name is v he's the one that wears like the guy fox's mask you know I'm talking about like the white mask with like the mustache and the- oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. anyway you could go on to just research it research it in your own time but anyway okay. his name is v and the girl in it, who is played by, oh God, I always get them mixed up. Keira Knightley, Natalie Portman. Uh, uh, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's Natalie Portman. I'm pretty sure it's Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. I think that's who plays her. Anyway, her name is Evie. This main character's name is Evie. So, I get it. I get it. I get it. It's it's kind of like mixing up a lot of my favorite tropes and mooshing them all together. Um. So anyway, it's 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 interesting so far. I like I love it. That yeah um so yeah go on your own little i'm not gonna do the rabbit hole for you go on your own little rabbit hole about v for vendetta november 5th natalie portman and kira knightley and which one was in the role i don't remember <laughs> i think it <laughs> don't remember i think and now i have to know i think it's natalie portman did you know that they look so much like each other that's the reason like why one of them played um padme in star wars and the other one played her double like in that first star wars the episode one I did not know that the the prequel yeah they look so much like each other um wait I need to see them side by side now I know dude but like one of them is like very much like a teeth mouth actor and the other one also does that but like different Natalie Portman and who Natalie Portman and um Keira Knightley yep Natalie Portman I was right oh my gosh I I love love being right yeah Hugo Hugo Weaving played V in that movie it's a very interesting movie. Um, oh, trying... yeah. They do look, like, super similar. Isn't that weird? And now I can't. Yeah. Natalie Portman was also, um, she was one that was actually Padme, right? I yeah. don't know. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Oh, Natalie. There's so many movies. And there's no relation? No. That's crazy. Nope. They just are doppelgangers the doppel kind of like but you can tell them apart like 
eventually but like yeah no like one has a more square jaw and one has like a more rounded one has like thicker eye. yeah no i can see the differences but they do look pretty similar that's crazy yeah isn't that weird um i my brain cell is so bad that when i was looking it up just to also remind myself how much they look alike i typed in natalie portman and natalie portman (laughs) (laughs) oh love it anywho anyway i'm 50 percent through that book and i'm just thinking about natalie portman (laughs) (laughs) and hugo weaving um anywho um i've also been reading through a little bit um i'm trying to get caught up on percy jackson so that i can watch the uh series on disney plus when it comes out in december i'm Mm. on the mark of athena of like the second series by rick riordan or whatever his name is um I like it. It's cute. It's fun. Um, it brings me back to childhood a little tiny bit and reminds me of what it's like to be um, innocent and have free time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, anywho, that's my news. Um, yeah, I'm. Good news, I'm ready. Though. Thank you. I'm ready to jump in if you are. Heck yeah. Okay, we've got a lot to go over. So we do have a lot to go over. I think we can keep it pretty fast paced for the most part because I think there are some parts that we're gonna want to talk about more than others. There's yeah, definitely yeah. some there's definitely some heavy, interesting dialogue in here that we should go through. But I, I guess what I'm saying is let's um let's dive let's in. Let's dive in, yeah. So first I'm off excited. in chapter eight, we're starting off with this um wonderful scene in which uh Ansel's getting her makeup done by Selena. Love it. And apparently Ansel doesn't really do that. She doesn't really do that that much. Um. (laughs) Yeah, Ansel's like, you mean to tell me you do this every day? Sometimes twice a day, Selena says. (laughs) She's like putting like rouge on her. I I, I, like Mm -hmm. like blush, right? A smattering of cosmetics. Yeah. Exactly. Um, And Ansel's like, wow, what do you mean this is fun? And Selena's like, if you don't shut up, I'm going to draw a mustache on you. Um, Yeah. This is very much like, like we said before, they're starting to have like bestie behavior, which um, as we've heard in this book itself, Selena, her idea of friends, she doesn't have any besties for pretty good reasons. Yeah. Like She's like, don't come near me. I'm a cursed person and I'll kill you. Is she our angsty boy? (laughs) She's our angsty emo girl um she's like that and then also she is like yeah well she's yeah she's never really had like a dependable person besides like maybe ben and he's dead um and every everyone has <laughs> ever loved me hands up it's horrible oh, um <laughs> um curse of being pretty one of my favorite parts in this scene because they're getting ready to go to the midsummer eve festival right that's why they're like getting ready and things yeah 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 um but one of my favorite things from this little passage is um after she's done doing Ansel's makeup, she like takes a step back and she's like, "You're gonna have to wash it all off." And Ansel's like, uh, "Why?" And she says, "Because you look better than I do," <laughs> <laughs> which is so cute. Um, so they go to the Midsummer Eve festival, um, held by the Silent Assassins, and it's weird because there's like no music, right? Yeah. Well, oh, something like at the end of that too that I wanted to touch on is hmm. um the last paragraph, um. She says, why? Because you look better than I do. Ansel punched Selena's arm. Selena pinched her back, laughter on her lips. But then the single remaining week that Selena had left loomed before her, brief and unforgiving. 
and her chest tightened at the thought of leaving. She hadn't even dared ask the master for her letter yet. But more than that, well, she'd never had a female friend. Really, never had any friends, really. Mm. Uh, but And somehow, the thought of returning to Riffold without Ansel was a tad unbearable. So sad. Oh, so that, sweet. That's so probably the most important paragraph in that section. And I will skip right over it. Just skip right over it, yeah. <laughs> this is why I have you here. Because... So, um, Selena's, Selena's a little, a little bit sad. She's going to have to leave her new bestie. It's kind of like going to summer camp and then you make like the best friend ever. And then you're like, mm, you have to go home. Yeah. 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 I, at least that's what I imagine it would be like if you had friends at summer camp. Yeah. No, <laughs> so that's, I, I, I definitely, yeah. That's how I'd picture it too. Yeah. Um, so the festival is weird because well, it's not weird, it's just different because the uh assassins are like dancing, but there's no music. Um, but they're still it's having a silent like, rave. It's a silent... Oh, it's kind of like one of those disco clubs that you go to now yeah, that has the like the headphones. <laughs> the silent disco. Yeah, exactly. That is pretty cool. Um and they're like dancing, they're doing all kinds of foreign dances and stuff, which is cool. And there was wine and it was good um and she it's we talked a little bit about how much selena loves parties so she love love loves parties (laughs) and she's looking over at the master and she's like shouldn't we be training now and he's like dancing the one time (laughs) like the one time selena like is like at a party and doesn't Mm -hmm. want to party she's like i need to be training right now because like Mm -hmm. again like we talked about last episode She's actually enjoying her training because she's like, mm-hmm. oh, there is other styles of teaching that's not violent. That's crazy. Yeah. I think that we talked a little bit about last time how this is almost like a Cobra Kai versus Miyagi-Do. If yeah, 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 yeah. If yeah. you're thinking about that. But um, yeah, so she's enjoying the fact that she's not getting beaten tortured. to pieces yeah, and tortured yeah. and all that good stuff. Maimed, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. She, it says that she couldn't help but think of Arabin, who was all calculated grace and restrained aggression. Arabin, who danced with a select few and whose smile was razor sharp. Um, but um, Selena gets like dragged into the dancing a little bit, which she was hesitant to do. But then she's she's dancing. She's kind of, you know, getting a little bit free. Um, she thinks a little bit when she sees Ansel and Mikhail or Mikhail, uh, however you want to say it, when she sees mm-hmm. them looking at each other, she's thinking of sam a little bit just a little bit she's having some reminiscence of what could be with her man's a little bit of regret of not knowing where he is or what he's doing and not being able to do anything about it so she drinks away her pain as one as one one does um oh and there's i think one of the particularly most important parts um is um during the two days that she'd awoken from her beating before she left Rifthold, she'd gotten uh, some of her savings out and purchased her own apartment away and well. Oh yeah, we should probably keep. read. We should probably yeah. read that. So I would start from Selena's slosh the wine around in her glass. Oh yeah, Selena sloshed the wine around in her glass. If she were being honest, sometimes she thought Sam looked at her that way, but then he'd go and say something absurd or try to undermine her, and she tried herself for even thinking that about him. Her stomach tightened. What had Arabin done to him that night? She should have inquired after him, but in the days afterward, she'd been so busy, so wrapped in her rage, she hadn't dared look for him, actually. Because if Arabin had hurt Sam the way he'd hurt her, 
if he'd hurt Sam worse than that. Selena drained the rest of her wine. During the two days after she'd awoken from her beating, she'd used a good chunk of her savings to purchase her own apartment, away and well hidden from the assassin's keep. She hadn't told anyone, partially because she was worried she might change her mind while she was away. But with each day here, with each lesson with the master, she was more and more resolved to tell Arabin she was moving out. She was actually eager to see the look on his face. She still owed him money, of course. He'd seen to it that her debts would keep her with him for a while. But there was no rule that said she had to live with him. And if he ever laid a hand on her again, if Arabin ever laid a hand on her or Sam again, she'd see to it that he lost that hand. Actually, she'd see to it that he lost everything up to the elbow. Wow. Selena. So we're seeing um, some very strong feelings for Arabin form. Mm. She is no longer, we're seeing very much that she is no longer conflicted over her feelings. And she is overcoming her Stockholm Syndrome. Mm -hmm. Um, And she is seeing Arabin for who he really is and she is not going to stand for it as she should have mm-hmm. queen do you ever have like a toxic experience of like a boss or something and then something reveals like their true self and you're like true colors better yes. yeah so that's kind of that but way worse <laughs> so much yeah, worse. way worse very abusive relationship um those are hard to get out of um <laughs> they are it's a toxic cycle <sighs> So anyway, and she's, she's been she's been raised this way since she was a kid too. So that's yeah. even harder to get out of because that's what you've been trained to think since you were young. Well, and let's think about the progression here from like the beginning of the book where she finds herself unwittingly defending him mm-hmm. or saying no, he wouldn't do that, or yeah, like drawn to him or thinking of him even kind of fondly. And right. then we have the situation after the first novella where he punishes her horribly. And she kind of has a little bit of a wake-up call. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's that'd be rough. Um, so she gets brought out of these deep, dark uh, thoughts by um, none other than Ilias. Ilias, the master's son. Yeah. And uh, Asking he wants, her to dance. He wants to dance with her. That's cute. Is that's it? so cute. <laughs> it that's is pretty cute. cute. It is pretty cute. Uh, he's very interesting uh, to me. I don't know. Because he actually, I guess we'll see more. But he doesn't talk ever, right? Like, we never uh-uh. see him talk. No, yeah, he doesn't talk. He's like his father. He doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, even though there's no music, they're dancing. She's having a pretty good time. They dance late into the night. And it's um, exhilarating. Um, and then as they were leaving i think let's just go down here a little bit okay she's finding herself like a little attracted to Ilias, right mm-hmm. yeah, but she mm-hmm. we reveal here that she's never kissed anyone yes yes what would he say that is if he could speak if he knew that darlin's assassin had never been kissed mm. she'd killed men freed slaves stolen horses but she'd never kill uh kissed anyone it was ridiculous somehow. Something that she should have gotten out of the way at some point, but she'd never found the right person. It's so yeah. sad. It's, it's such so an sad. she's having a lot of firsts here. She is, yeah. Friendship, maybe kisses. Um, 
it's like she's given the opportunity to I don't know be a teenager yeah be a kid like actually be her own age instead of this trained killer while learning to be a better trained killer (laughs) yeah 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 Hogwarts for assassins Hogwarts for assassins our very favorite um so he's like yeah maybe we should kiss kind of like but he's not saying that obviously it's like his body language he's like leaning in closer Mm. and yeah I like uh he was smiling maybe he didn't mean uh oh wait wait wait, hold on let's go back um she never found the right person all too quickly they were standing outside the door to her room Selena didn't touch the door handle and tried to calm her breathing as she turned to face Ilias he was smiling maybe he didn't mean to kiss her his room was after all just a few doors down well she said after so many hours of silence the word was jarringly loud her face burned he stepped closer she tried not to flinch as he slipped a hand around her waist it was so simple to kiss him she realized his other hand sliding against her neck his thumb caressing her jaw as he gently tilted her head back her blood pounded through every inch of her her lips parted but as Ilias inclined his head, she went rigid and stepped back. He immediately withdrew, his brows crossed with concern. She wanted to seep into the stones and disappear. I'm sorry, she said thickly, trying to not to look more too mortified. I I can't. I mean, I'm leaving in a week and and you live here and I'm in rift hold, so she was babbling. She just she should stop. Actually, she should just stop talking forever. <laughs> But if he sensed her mortification, he didn't show it. Instead, he bowed his head and squeezed her shoulder. Then he gave her one of those shrugs, which she interpreted to mean, if only we didn't live thousands of miles apart, but can you blame me for trying? (laughs) With that, he strode the few feet to his room. He gave her a friendly wave before disappearing inside. Alone in the hallway, Selena watched the shadows cast by the torches it hadn't been the mere impossibility of a relationship with Ilias that made her pull away. No, it was the memory of Sam's face that had stopped her from kissing him. Oh, that's so cute. There's quite a lot to talk about there, honestly. There because... is, there really is. Like, not we're o- seeing, not only is, is Selena, like, waiting for Sam here, which is super mm-hmm. sweet, but also, like, we're seeing another side of her that we haven't seen yet. She's embarrassed. She's like, embarrassed. She's babbling for crying out loud. Yeah, she's babbling out of embarrassment. Like who who hasn't been there, right? Exactly. It's so relatable. It's so relatable. And like the fact that this honed killer, like <laughs> like killer can be embarrassed about a little kid. <laughs> or almost kiss a kiss that didn't even happen. And I just love Ilias being like classy, being like, can you blame a guy for trying? <laughs> yeah, t- typical bro. Like, can, can you blame me? Like, it is. It he, is. Shot, he shot a shot, but he took it with grace. Yes. He took it with so much grace. He's such a gentleman. Yes. Um, And honestly, it's so sweet that she's saving herself for Sam. Like, that's super <laughs> cute. And she's, she's like realizing... mortified by it, probably. She's like, oh my God, what? <laughs> oh my God, I have feelings for Sam. Ew. <laughs> You mean that little guy that almost got squished a few pages ago? This little brown nosing nerd. <laughs> I th- you know what it was? It was the I'll kill you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, threatened threats of murder really does something to a girl. <laughs> that gives her the warm and cozies. Um, the warm fuzzies. The warm fuzzies. Um, all right. So <laughs> I'm just I'm just thinking about that. Um, 
So Ansel doesn't come back to the room that night. And when she does Ooh. come in the next morning, she's obviously, she has like a walk of shame to her own little, her own room. Love um, that. So. <laughs> Ansel took one look at the grin on Selena's face and glowered. Don't even start. <laughs> uh, this really is, this is like your college roommate, honestly. This is, this is what Selena said, grinning even wider. I wasn't going to say anything. Good, I've gotten enough of it from the others while I was walking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure Mikhail will get his fair share of teasing, too. No, he won't. They'll congratulate him, just like they always do, for a conquest well made. She let out a sigh from her nose. But me, I'll get teased until I snap at them. It's always the same. Ah, yes. The double-edged sword. (laughs) Um, We do get a little bit so we do see a little bit here of Ansel's jealousy too. Um, so, okay. What we kind of find out here is one of the main reasons why Ansel is with Mikhail is because he's a little bit older, right? We've we already talked about that. That's a little icky. Um, yeah. A lot icky in some ways. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's, he's more seasoned. He's been here longer. He yes. knows what he's doing. She's kind of using him to climb the ladder a little bit. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. And that doesn't, like, sit well with Selena. She's like, hmm, that's a little sus. Red flag, red flag. <laughs> um, And Ansel's like, you know, not all of us can easily convince the master train with us. That's, that's a little Jealousy bit. really re- rearing its mm. ugly head. Yeah. And Selena's like, well, I don't really know like what changed his mind to make him train with me and not with you. And, and then Sinan- Ansel, a long Ansel time. goes full mean girl. She's like real snippy. Oh, Ansel said sharper than Selena had ever heard from her. It was it scared her, surprisingly. The noble, clever, beautiful assassin from the north, the great Selena Sardothian, has no idea why he want to train her. No idea that he might want to leave his mark on you too. To have a hand in shaping your glorious fate, Selena's throat tightened, and she cursed herself for feeling so hurt by the words. She didn't think the master felt that way at all, but she still hissed, "Yes, my glorious fate, shoveling dung in a barn—a worthy task for me, but certainly a worthy task for a girl from the flatlands." I didn't say that, Selena said through her teeth. Don't put words in my mouth. Why not? I know you think it, and you know I'm telling the truth. I'm not good enough for the master to train me. I began to I began seeing Mikhail to get extra attention during lessons. I certainly don't have a notorious name to flaunt around. Fine, Selena said. Yes, most people in the kingdoms know my name. No to fear me. Her temper rose with dizzying speed. But you, you want to know the truth about you, Ansel? The truth is, even if you go home and get what you want, no one will give a damn if you take back your speck of territory no one will even hear about it because no one except for you will even care she regretted the words instantly uh the instant they left her mouth ansel's face went white with anger her lips trembled and she pressed them together ansel threw down her shovel for a moment selena thought she'd attack and even went as far as slightly bending her knees in preparation for a fight but ansel stalked past her and said you're just a spoiled selfish bitch with that, she left Selena to finish the morning chores. Woo! We had our first bestie fight. That escalated quickly. <laughs> it did. They both, but Ansel and Selena are both the type to have very short fuses. Oh, yeah. And they're, we both know that they have very strong attitudes, pretty high opinions of themselves. Very, both, yeah. Very yeah. strong goals. Um, yeah. I, I get the jealousy. It's like, 
you know somebody gets like a promotion and you don't somebody it's like the the new guy gets the yeah the new guy gets the promotion over the people who have been there forever yeah yeah but i mean you can't let that you can't especially if like for the sake of a relationship because that's like ultimately like more important in a lot of ways you know Mm. what i mean but i get it also especially if you just like spent the whole night you know not sleeping and maybe have some alcohol in your system you're not gonna say the best things yeah yeah absolutely probably should have just chilled out for a minute but that revealed a lot of um secret thoughts as it did it it did yeah it you know a lot of argumentative proclamations are based in true feelings so Mm -hmm. and sometimes you can take it back and sometimes you can't so i guess turns out um selena has a hard time focusing um because she thinks to herself she's kind of spiraling not gonna lie she's like i am spoiled i am selfish um the master is like trying to get her back to attention um he's still helping her through like this movement that's based on like the snake primarily like we've talked about other animals yeah she's mirroring the snake and though she'd been mirroring the snake's movement she hadn't noticed it was slowly creeping towards her so she's very much distracted yeah so the master's like, hey, just take a beat, um, come up here and talk to me. Um, which is weird because he doesn't he doesn't talk. Say yeah. That. Right. So here's what she reveals to him when she finally does think of what to say. She says, I'm scared to go home. Mm-hmm. Poor baby. Um, she's being very vulnerable right now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you know, this isn't something that she normally does talk. Absolutely, absolutely not it kind of reminds me of um when she first meets him right she doesn't really know how to communicate with him or how to understand what he's trying to say to her because obviously he doesn't talk um, but now she can in a way in a way and in that first moment she prostrated herself which was a sign of vulnerability this is almost even more so her mm-hmm. she almost her. Like, exactly when she first started she almost couldn't bear shutting up because she wanted the she she wanted him to train her so bad she wanted to convince him of her worth exactly so finally she does but it's not through talking it's not through arguing her way through it's through honestly taking a beat to think before she speaks and And now actions her actions spoke a lot louder than her words exactly and now she is thinking very hard before she speaks so that she can understand what she's trying to say from like a deeper level and Mm -hmm. that's on character development yes it is that's my powerpoint um and i feel like i think we should read i think we should read through this so she says i'm scared to go home she said at last staring out at the dunes beyond the wall the pre-dawn light was bright enough for her to see the master's brows rise why because everything will be different everything is already different i think everything changed when arabin punished me but some part of me still thinks that the world will go back to the way it was before that night before I went to Skull's Bay, the master's eyes shone like emeralds, compassionate, sorrowful. I'm not sure I want to go back to the way it was before, she admitted. And I think I think that's what scares me the most. The master smiled at her reassuringly, then rolled his neck and stretched his arms over his head before standing atop the... How do you say that? Merlon? 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 Um, (laughs) Selena tensed, unsure if she should follow, but the master didn't look at her as he began a series of movements, graceful and winding, as elegant as a dance and as deadly as the asp that lurked on the roof. 
um, the asp watching the master, she could see each of the qualities she had copied for the past weeks. The contained power, the swiftness, the cunning, and the smooth restraint. He went through the motions again, and it took only a glance in her direction to get her to her feet atop the parapet wall. Minding, uh, mindful of her balance, she slowly copied him, her muscles singing with the rightness of the movements. She grinned as night after night of careful observation and mimicry clicked into place. Again and again, the sweep and curve of her arm, the twisting of her torso, and the rhythm of her breathing again and again until she became the asp, until the sun broke over the horizon, bathing in the, them in red light, and again and again, until there was nothing left but the master and her as they greeted the new day. I think, I feel like, what is it? Tai Chi? I feel like this is very, Kinda. like, Tai, tai Chi-esque. You're thinking Tai Chi, Kung Fu. It's, um, in, in the martial arts that I've studied, we would call it more like Kata, right? Which is, like, a series of movements that teach you the muscle memory, um mm. in order to like utilize it more freely like in an actual fight scenario right mm. yeah. there is very much like a spiritual aspect to it though and that's kind of like one of the great things that i personally love about martial arts is that while you're doing it nothing else can be going on if you want to get it right you know what i mean right. your brain yeah. your brain not like brain empty but like brain like yeah. peaceful you can't be distracted solid. yeah exactly so like anything that you're like worrying about in that moment like has to be gone in order for you to perform well you know so yeah i think that's good for our girl i don't think she's ever really thought about fighting in this way before i think it's always purely been for survival and this is more like a spiritual take on it and i think that's yeah. good for her yeah but yeah um here we go once in the next part <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 um so selena um much like our girl uh, our girl Ansel the night before um she she stayed out all night partying Selena comes back from all night training with the master um and she goes to sleep um when she's woken up it's Ansel who's waking her up and she's like it had better be afternoon and Ansel's like oh it's almost dinner and the stables and pens are in good order no thanks to you and Selena's like yeah well you did that to me yesterday so <laughs> when you stormed off after our fight um I think, yeah, I think we probably should read a section of this too. I'm just going to try and find which, where to start. Okay, I'm just going to start with Ansel tucking her red hair behind her ears. Okay. I shouldn't have said those things about you. I don't think you're spoiled or selfish. Oh, don't worry. I am very much so. Selena sat up. <laughs> uh, recognizing these things about yourself is very important. Um, it is, yeah. Ansel gave her- For growth. It's for growth. Ansel gave her a weak smile. But, she went on, I'm sorry for what I said, too. I didn't mean it. Ansel nodded, glancing toward the shut door, as if she expected someone to be there. I have lots of friends here, but you're the first true friend I've had. Oh. I'll be sorry to see you go. She feels the same way. She feels the same way that Selena does. She does. That's so sweet. I still have five days, Selena said. Given how popular Ansel was, it was surprising and somewhat relieving to hear that she also felt slightly alone. Ansel flicked her eyes to the door again. What was she so nervous about? Try to remember me fondly, will you? I'll try. Mm, I... That's not foreboding at all. No, it's not foreboding at all. Guys, when you hear your friend say that, say something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally. I think Selena, Red flag. Selena is a little, I don't know, she's... Um, she's being taken off guard here I think a little bit she's 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 thinking about her friend um Selena says I'll try but it might be hard 
<laughs> to think yeah. of. Um, Ansel let out a quiet laugh and took two goblets from the table beneath the window. I brought us some wine. She handed one to Selena. Ansel lifted her copper goblet to making amends and fond memories. To being the most fearsome and imposing girls the world has ever seen, Selena raised her goblet high before she drank. As she swallowed a large mouthful of wine, she had two thoughts. The first was that Ansel's eyes were now filled with unmasked sorrow. And the second, which explained the first, was that the wine tasted strange. But Selena didn't have time to consider what poison it was before she heard her own goblet clatter to the floor and the world spun and went black. I just realized, Naga Nugget. Naga Nugget for the first, Naga Nugget for the first, first on like the, the, the first quote unquote front of glass book. Drinking wine from goblets. Poison detection. Oh, oh, yeah, Naga Nugget. <laughs> see you're usually but, the one that gets the noggin nugget yeah i, got yeah, the noggin I nugget totally forgot time. about that point uh, for you thank you my brain yeah. is kind of my functioning <laughs> oh god because there's gonna be so much coming up here okay oh my gosh yeah we're about to dive into some shit dude so there's some drama ansel has has well possibly poisoned selena Oh, she definitely um, did though the world uh, <laughs> the world spun and went to black so and where does selena wake up where does she find herself after being Let's poisoned find out chapter 10 mm-hmm. she wakes up in the middle of the desert someone was hammering against an anvil somewhere very very close to her head so close that she felt each beat in her body the sound shattering through her mind stirring from her sleep Oh yeah, she's definitely poisoned. <laughs> With a jolt, Selena stand up. There was uh, sat up. There was no hammer and no anvil, just a pounding headache. And there was no assassin's fortress, only endless miles of red dunes, and Cassida standing watch over her. Well, at least she wasn't dead. Cursing, she got to her feet. What had Ansel done? The moon illuminated enough of the desert, so it's a a good chunk of time has passed. It is now. Mm. The middle of the night, when it was supposed to, like before this, it was close to dinner time. It was yeah. af- late afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, there was no fortress in sight. That and that Cassida's saddlebags were full of her belongings, except for her sword. She searched and searched, but it wasn't there. Selena reached for one of her long daggers, but stiffened when she felt a scroll of paper tucked into her belt. Someone had. L- Le- also left a lantern beside her and it took only a few moments for selena to go and light it and nestled into the dune kneeling before the dim light she unrolled the paper with shaking hands it was ansel's handwriting and it wasn't long i'm sorry it had to end this way the master said it would be easier to let you go like this rather than shame you by publicly asking you to leave early, Cassida is yours, as is the master's letter of approval, which is in your saddlebag. Go home. I'll miss you, Ansel. This sounds like um This it, sounds like horse shit. <laughs> well, and not to be um I feel like I have a right to say this. Um, but no offense to anybody in case you take this the wrong way. This sounds like some like a note that I would write during like a manic episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. Like, um, this is some, <laughs> some Ansel manipulation at its finest. Mm. Oh, Ansel! Um, 
so she read the letter a couple of times she's like um what why she had like five days left like and she was excited to, like she she was she kept saying to herself like i have five days left i have five days left like that was like comforting to her to know that she had days left with the mm-hmm. master doing doing her training with ansel who she like loves as a friend you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that's one of her best that's like her essentially what a best friend is to her now you know what i mean probably one of the closest relationships she's developed in ever um mm-hmm over a very short amount of time but um she takes a look at the uh, letter of approval it's folded uh square paper sealed with sea green wax the color of the master's eyes a little vain but her fingers hovered over the seal if she broke it then arabin might accuse her of tampering with the letter but what if it said horrid things about her ansel said it was a letter of approval so it couldn't be that bad selena tucked the letter back into the saddlebag so maybe the master had also realized she was spoiled and selfish maybe everyone had just been tolerating her and maybe they'd heard of her fight with ansel and decided to send her packing it wouldn't surprise her they were looking out for their own after all she's basically just feeling like why 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 she's feeling a little betrayed here the only reason that she thinks this might even kind of be true is because of her own insecurities yes and I think Ansel's playing on that here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially after that. Um, oh, I do want to know here. Um, do, you, do we think, hold on, let's theorize for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, Ansel was very clearly jealous, very clearly upset with mm-hmm. Selena by their fight and then apologized and promptly poisoned her. So was mm-hmm. this a attempt to get her out of the way so she could train? Mm-hmm. What do we think, readers who have never read this book before? <laughs> <laughs> I know what I think as a reader. <laughs> I think I at the also... time, at the time, that was definitely my thought. I was yeah. sus. I was definitely sus. Yeah, Sorry, my yeah, dog absolutely. is e- my dog is eating my hibiscus plant. And I need him to stop. <laughs> but mom, um, it's yummy. Uh, here's another kind of not like a big noggin nugget. It's just a tiny, tiny little nibble nugget of a noggin nugget. Um. Her lips are trembling. She's like gonna cry. Like she is hurt. Yeah. Have we seen her cry at all? No. Yeah, even after we like... haven't, we haven't really. We're seeing a bunch of new sides of Selena mm-hmm. that we have not seen. I think it's just like like her experience here. She's like bringing out emotions that she hasn't felt or has like kept herself from feeling for a long time. She's yeah. about to cry, and it's it's heartbreaking because I think we've all been there to a point where we're like, "Am you I like, you were never doing gonna see so good?" Yeah. Am I never gonna see my best friend again? Like, am I never gonna like like that that thing that I was looking forward to is like now over? Like that time did is I screw done. did I screw up another good thing? Did I like people who didn't like me back? Yeah, she's having a lot of like girl thoughts right now, <laughs> <laughs> like um, teenage teenage girl thoughts that we've oh, all had. My heart is breaking for her here. Her lips trembled, but she squared her shoulders and scanned the night sky until she found the stag and the crowning star that led north. Sighing, Selena blew out the lantern, mounted Cassida, and rode into the night. So sad. So sad. <laughs> um, oh, um, man. So she heads towards Andrea, 
Um, she's thinking I'm going to find a ship there instead of going um, back towards the uh, seaport in Europa, I think is where she originally came in from mm-hmm. when she left uh, Irene. Mm-hmm. Um, and Casita, she says that Casita is obviously like, I miss the stables that are really nice back at there. And she's like, yeah, I miss, I miss them too. Um, so she travels pretty, pretty far um, until she hears like this thump, thump, thump that's going on. Um, that's getting louder as she continues. Um, and she sees uh, something kind of alarming. Uh, that alarming thing is 200 men who were marching straight into the desert um, red with red and black banners. And she recognized them. She recognizes them as barracks men. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, huh, that's a little, that's sus. a little sus. Um, she's like, there's nothing out there. Like, what are they marching towards? Nothing except for the assassin's fortress. And Did then you? she gets that light bulb oh shit moment. Whoop 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 whoop. Um yeah. Yeah. She, so she's 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 kind of like avoiding them. Um there's like this one guy who's like maybe going she's thinking maybe might shoot towards her but then she's like mm. um and she's like was that why the master had sent her away? Had he somehow known this would happen and didn't want her caught up in it? Selena nodded to the soldier and continued riding towards Xandria. If the master didn't want anything to do with her, then she certainly didn't need to warn them, especially since he probably knew. And he had a fortress full of assassins. 200 soldiers were nothing compared to 70 or so of the The assassins could handle themselves. They didn't need her. They'd made that clear enough. Still, the muffled thump of Casita's steps away from the fortress became more and more difficult to bear. So she's feeling a little bitter. She's like, eh, you've dug your, like, you've made your mm. bed lie in it. Yeah. Yeah. Who hasn't been there? Uh, <laughs> you will regret this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so she, when she's going into Xandria the next morning, she's like, it's really quiet. And then she's like, well, maybe it's because it's like market day or whatever. Sorry. My dog is eating my sandal and I can't let him. <laughs> Stop eating so things. Chaos. <laughs> maybe you should feed your pet is yeah is he hungry i don't think so he's just a troublemaker he's just, <laughs> he's just a goofball he went and sat in his chair um yes he has a whole chair because he's a big boy uh, <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so she goes into the market she's like oh this is really quieter than usual and she's like well it's not market day so whatever um she gets passage on a ship she doesn't go on to the ship yet but she just gets her her um ticket or whatever um she's planning out like how she's going to go she's going to go to amir and then she's going to travel with casita back to rifthold um and then she's going she's going through like how she's going to get back to the capital um i'm not really sure do you know why it kind of goes into this much detail about like the route she's going to be taking or is it just Uh, like explaining that is it just explaining the territory to us a little bit more i'm not sure I don't remember if this was... We should probably read this, actually. Yeah. Um, Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. She bought passage on a ship that would sail to Amir, the port in Melisande, across the Gulf of Oro. She'd hoped for a ship to Inish, another port, so she could inquire after a young healer she'd met on her journey here, but there were none. Oh, Irene. She wanted to check up on Irene. She's like, maybe we could be besties. <laughs> and, I need a new bestie. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, and with the embargo on ships from Xandria going to other parts of Adderland's empire, a distant forgotten port like Amir would be her best bet. From there, she'd travel on Casita back to Rifthold, hopefully catching another boat somewhere on the long arm of the Avery River that would take her the last leg to the capital. The ship didn't leave until high tide that afternoon, which left Selena with a few more hours to wander the city. The spider silk merchant was long gone, along with the cobbler and the temple priestesses. Nervous the mayor would be identified in the city, but more worried that someone would steal Casita if she left her unguarded, Selena led the horse through the back alleys until she found a near private trough for Casita. Selena leaned against the sandstone wall as her horse drank her fill. Had Lord Beric's men reached for the fortress yet? At the rate they were going, they would probably arrive this night or early tomorrow morning. She just hoped the master was prepared, and that he had at least restocked the flaming wall after the last attack from Beric. Had he sent her away for her own safety, or was he about to be blindsided? So I think we're just kind of going through like her train of thought here. Yeah, she has. she's kind of rambling thoughts of what is going on here? Why did he send me away? Mm-hmm. And she kind of is like, well, Beric wasn't with those men and he's thinking about like delivering the mute master's head to the king of Adderland would surely get the embargo lifted from his city was he doing it for the sake of his people or for himself and her mind is twisting and turning yes. she's like well the red desert needs the assassins and like the money and the trade that they bring in um and Beric and the master had certainly been communicating in the past few weeks but what had gone wrong Ansel had made another trip a week ago to see him and he hadn't mentioned trouble She'd seemed quite jovial, actually. Selena didn't really know why a chill sneaked down her spine in that moment, or why she found herself suddenly digging through the saddlebags until she pulled out the master's letter of approval, along with the note Ansel had written her. Mm, her spidey senses are tingling, y'all. We see her. We see her going from like, "Oh, here's how my trip is gonna go. I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna go here. I'm gonna go." Here. Hmm. She's puzzling this out. <laughs> She's like, "Wait a minute. Wait a damn minute." exactly if the master had known about the attack he would have had uh would have been fortifying the defenses already he wouldn't have sent selena away she was a dollarland's greatest assassin and if 200 men were marching on his fortress he needed her the master wasn't proud like not like arabin he truly loved his disciples he looked after and matured that um nurtured them and he'd never trained ansel why with so many of his loved ones in the fortress, once why send only Selena away? Why not send them all? Her heart beat so fast it stumbled, and Selena tore open the letter of approval. It was blank. She flipped the paper over. The other side was also blank. Holding it up in the sun revealed no hidden ink, no watermark, but it had been sealed by him, hadn't it? That was his seal on the... It was easy to steal a signet ring. She had done so with Caps and Rolf. And she'd seen the white line around the master's finger. His ring had been missing. But if Ansel had drugged her and given her a document sealed with the master's signet ring, no, it wasn't possible. And it didn't make sense. Why would Ansel send her away and pretend the master had done it? Unless Selena looked up at Lord Beric's palace. Unless Ansel hadn't been visiting Lord Beric on behalf of the master at all. Or maybe she had at first, long enough to gain the master's trust. But while the master thought she was mending relationships between them, Ansel was really doing quite the opposite. And that spider silk merchant had mentioned something about a, smi a spy among the assassins, a spy working for Beric. But why? Selena didn't have time to ponder it. 
not with 200 men so close to the fortress. She might have questioned Lord Beric, but that too would take precious time. One warrior might not make a difference against 200. That did count um, That did count for something. She mounted Cassida and turned her towards the city gates. Let's see how fast you can run, she whispered in the mayor's ear and took off. So Elena bum, bum, has bum. Elena has um puzzled out Ansel's plot, the traitorous bitch. Traitorous plot. So uh, I I definitely feel what has probably happened here is Ansel. I bet you Lord Barrick saw how jealous mm. Ansel was of not being chosen to train, and he took advantage of that. And Ansel is just arrogant enough. Um to fall for some shit like that honestly yeah especially uh, given what her plans are girl behavior yeah i think we learn a little bit more in the next couple of chapters here exactly what he offered her and it falls in line with what her motives are absolutely and she yeah. takes advantage of those kinds of situations yes. um we have seen that ansel is very manipulative yeah um, and this is kind of like her true colors showing through oh girl um so we now have that Selena, one toxic friend. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Selena is now making a mad dash, um, a mad dash um, back, to this back. the keep, the assassins keep. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of gonna shoot through here until we get to a couple because I know we have a couple very important mm-hmm. spots we're gonna want to talk about here. So, mm-hmm. um, once she gets there, she sees that there are bodies littered in the sand leading up to the gates. Um, she doesn't see that there's any sign of forced entry which is another huge red flag. Um, she leaves the horse and she goes on through. She grabs some weapons on her way in. Um, inside the walls, there's like bodies everywhere, assassins and soldiers. And she's like trying not to look too closely because these are people that she's gotten close to. Like this yeah. feels kind of like a home to her, you know? Yeah. Um, there's like fires and there's blood inside of those like really pristine like water features mm-hmm. and stuff that were there when she'd first come in very different from the very vibe cinematic honestly oh this very another, much so. this is another one of um sarah's very cinematic writing scenes absolutely um and then she's thinking like where's the master like why why did that why did nobody on the night watch see what was happening why was there no alarm how how why um and she knows that like what lord Beric is looking for is the master's head and ansel She's having a hard time thinking about this. She's having a very hard time coming to terms with this. And I don't but blame she's her. She's been her first friend, her first true friend has betrayed her so deeply. Yes. Um, so there's blood and destruction absolutely everywhere. Um, she gets about halfway up to the master's room when she sees a soldier come running down. Um, she fights him. Um and she wins. wins. <laughs> um, yeah. She is going far towards like the open doors that are in like the greeting room where the master should probably be. Oh my Uh, God. Yes. We need to read from here. Okay. So, Uh, um, the, her breath, sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Yeah, no, go, go from there. Go ahead. Okay. Um, her breath sharp in her throat. She careened toward the open doors of the greeting room. 200 soldiers were meant to destroy the fortress and provide a distraction. The master could have been unguarded with, with everyone focused on the attack, but he was still the master. How could Ansel expect to best him? Unless she used that drug on him as well. How else would she be able to disarm him and catch him unawares? 
Selena hurled herself through the open wooden doors and nearly tripped on the body prostrate between them. Mikhail, laying on his back, his throat slit, eyes staring up and tilted at the ceiling, dead. Beside him was Ilias, struggling to rise as he clutched his bleeding belly. Selena bit back her cry, and Ilias raised his head, blood dripping from his lips. She made to kneel beside him, but he grunted, pointing to the room ahead, to his father. The master lay on his side atop the dais, his eyes open and his robes unstained by blood. And he had the stillness of one who'd been drugged, paralyzed by by whatever Ansel had given him. The girl stood over him, her back to Selena as she talked, swift and quiet, babbling. She clenched her father's sword in one hand, the blade bloodied and drooping toward the floor. The master's eyes shifted to Selena's face, then to his son. They were filled with pain, not for himself, but for Ilias, for his bleeding boy. He looked back to Selena's face his sea-green eyes now pleading, save my son. Ansel took a deep breath. The sword rose in the air, making to slice the master's head off. Selena had a heartbeat to flip the knife in her hands. She cocked her wrist and let it fly. Also very cinematic. Like, all of Faith her fight scenes. All of yeah. her fight scenes are just so, like, easy to see in my mind's eye. Absolutely. Um, and they are B.A. Um Mm-hmm. and sad <laughs> yeah so th- her her throwing the um dagger is able to stop ansel um briefly because it hits her forearm where exactly where she had aimed she mm-hmm. aimed at her forearm not she at her back to maim, not at not her head to kill not at her neck not at she at aimed her, at her forearm she aimed at her sword forearm her sword and her father's sword which is very symbolic uh falls to the ground um and ansel's like the fit what are you doing here <laughs> and uh she's scrambling to pick up her blade um and selena is running um as ansel's like grabbing her sword and heading back towards the master um she's she's like actively trying to kill the master like cut off his head um selena tackles her to the ground um mm-hmm. and i'm gonna kind of read back through here a little bit yeah. um uh, Ansel was already standing, her sword still in her hands, still between Selena and the paralyzed master. The blood from Ansel's arm dripped to the floor. They panted, and Selena steadied her reeling head. Don't do it, she breathed. Ansel let out a low laugh. I thought I told you to go home. Selena drew the sword from her belt. If only she had a blade like Ansel's, not some bit of scrap metal. It looked, it shook in her hands, and she realized who exactly stood between her and the master. Not some nameless soldier, not some stranger, or a person she'd been hired to kill but ansel yeah she's having a realization why selena whispered ansel cocked her head raising her sword a bit higher why selena had never seen anything more hideous than the hate that twisted ansel's face because lord barrick promised me a thousand men to march to the into the flatlands that's why stealing those horses was exactly the public excuse he needed to attack this fortress and all I had to do was take care of the guards and leave the gate, op- the, uh, the gate open last night and bring him this. She gestured with her sword to the master behind her, the master's head. She ran an eye up and down Selena's body. Selena hated herself for trembling further. Put down your sword, Selena. Selena didn't move. Go to hell. So Ansel- something I want to ask you here. Yeah. Ansel has been honest with Selena in the past and she's being honest with her here right she's been honest 
she seems to have some care for selena otherwise she would not have sent her out into the desert would not have tried to get her away yeah at least at the very least mutual respect they do have a friendship is it the that's not enough to stop ansel from doing this no her hate is just stronger i guess than than friendship the power of friendship is not powerful enough for Ansel. No. He needs a thousand men to march back into the flatland so that Take she can have her, her vengeance. Her, yeah. Yeah. That's sad. That's sad for That's her. Sad. Ansel chuckled. I've been to hell. I spent some time there when I was 12, remember? Mm. And when I march into the flatlands with Barrack's troops, I'll see to it that the High King Locke sees a bit of hell, too. But first, she turned to the master and Selena sucked in a breath. Don't, Selena said. From a di- from this distance, Ansel would kill him before she could do anything to stop her. Just look the other way, Selena. Ansel stepped closer to the man. If you touch him, I'll put this sword through your neck, Selena snarled. The words shook, and she blinked away the building moisture behind her eyes. So she's really, she's on the verge of tears. She is so, so betrayed and upset with Ansel right now. She's very emotional. This is the second time we've seen recently uh, in these novellas that she's been too far away to truly be as effective as she would like to be yeah and she's struggling with what she does have the power to do in those moments when she's yeah. very emotional yeah absolutely um uh ansel looked over her shoulder i don't think you will ansel took another step closer to the master and selena's second dagger flew it grazed the side of ansel's armor leaving a long mark before it clattered to a stop at the foot of the dais Ansel paused, giving Selena a faint smile. You missed. Don't do it. Why? Selena put a hand over her heart, tightly gripping her sword with the other. Because I know what it feels like. She dared another step. Because Ooh, I know what it, nugget. Yeah, nugget, nugget. nugget. Because I know how it feels to have that kind of hate, Ansel. I know how it feels. And this isn't the way. This, she said louder, gesturing to the fortress and all the corpses in it, all the soldiers and assassins still fighting. This is not the way, says the assassins, Ansel spat. I've become an assassin because I had no choice. But you have a choice, Ansel. You always had a choice. Please don't kill him. Please don't make me kill you, is what she truly meant to say. Ansel shut her eyes and Selena steadied her wrist, testing the balance of her blade trying to get a sense of its weight when ansel opened her eyes there was the little there was little of the girl she'd grown to care for over the past month these men ansel said her her sword rising higher these men destroy everything i know you know and yet you do nothing you just you're just a dog chained to your master she closed the distance between them her sword's lower her sword lowering Selena almost sagged with relief, but didn't lighten her grip on her own blade. Ansel's breathing was ragged. You could come with me. She pushed, brushed back a strand of Selena's hair. Ooh. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, <laughs> Did you not notice that before? Uh, no, I did. It's just like, it's very, very, like, it's gripping. It's mm. it's a very, like, intimate gesture. Mm-hmm. You, can um, see, you, can, you, can, you can see this very, very well. Very vividly, and- yeah. Yeah, and can I I just say, like, this whole last couple few paragraphs, as I'm, like, listening to it, I'm like, I love this series. I do, yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Um, Okay. Uh, The two of us alone could conquer the Flatlands, and with Lord Barrack's troops, her hand 
grazed Selena's cheek, and Selena tried not to recoil at the touch at, and at the words that came out of Ansel's mouth. I would make you my right hand. We'd take the flatlands back. I can't, Selena answered, even though she could see Ansel's plan with perfect clarity, even if it was tempting. Ansel stepped back. What does Rifthold have that's so special? How long will you bow and scrape for that monster? I can't go with you and you know it. So take your troops and leave Ansel. She watched the expressions filter across Ansel's face. Hurt, denial, rage. So be it, Ansel said. She struck and Selena only had time to tilt her head to dodge the dagger that shot out of Ansel's wrist. The blade grazed her, the blade grazed her cheek and blood warmed her face. Her face. Ansel swiped the so her with her sword so close that Selena had to flip herself backwards, landing on her feet. But Ansel was fast and near enough that Selena could only bring up her blade. Their swords met. Selena spun, sho shoving Ansel's sword from hers. Ansel stumbled, and Selena used the moment to gain advantage, striking again and again. Ansel's superior blade har was hardly impacted. They passed the prostrate master on the dais. And Selena dropped to the ground, sweeping at Ansel with a leg. Ansel leapt back, dodging the blow. Selena was the, used the precious seconds to snatch her fallen dagger from where it lay on the day of steps. When Ansel struck again, she met the crossed blades of Ansel's sword and of Selena's sword and dagger. Ansel let out a low laugh. How do you imagine this ending? She pressed Selena's blades. Or is it a fight to the death? Selena braced her feet against the floor. She'd never known Ansel was so strong or so much taller than her. In Ansel's armor, how would she get through that? There was a, jo a joint between the armpit and the ribs and then around her neck. You tell me, Selena said. The blood from her cheeks slid down her throat. You seem to have everything planned. I've tried to protect you, Ansel shoved hard against Selena's blades, but not strongly enough to dislodge them. And you came back anyway. You call that protection? You drug drugging me and leaving me in the desert? Selena bared her teeth. But before she could launch another assault, Ansel struck with her free hand, right across the X made by their weapons. Her fist slammed between Selena's eyes. Selena's head snapped back, the world flashing, and she landed hard on her knees. Her sword and dagger clattered to the floor. Have you ever been hit and in the face before? Hit in the face like that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I don't think so. This is like a hard reset. <laughs> it's like boom, 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 oh, and then yeah, it's like turn it, off, turn it off, and then turn it back on again. Poor like, thing. Yeah. Poor, uh, poor girl. They're not making killing blows at each other. No, they're not. They're both very like aware of their feelings for the other. Mm. Um, Ansel was on her in a second. Her bloodied arm across Selena's chest. The other hand pressing the edge of her sword against Selena's unarmed, unmarred cheek. Give me one reason not to kill you right here, Ansel whispered into her ear, kicking away Selena's sword. Her fallen dagger still lay near them, just out of reach. Selena struggled, trying to keep some distance between Ansel's sword and her face. Oh, how vain can you be, Ansel said, and Selena winced as the sword dug into her sin, afraid a skin. Afraid I'll scar your face, Ansel angled the sword downward, the blade now biting into Selena's throat. What about your neck? Stop it. I don't want it to end this way between us. I don't want you to be part of this. Selena believed her. If Ansel wanted to kill her, she would have done it already. If she wanted to kill the master, she would have done that already too. And all of this waffling between sadistic hate 
and passion and regret. You're insane, Selena said. <laughs> Ansel snorted. Who killed Mikhail? Selena demanded. Anything to keep her talking, to keep her focused on herself, because just a few feet away lay her dagger. I did, Ansel said. A little of the fierceness faded from her voice. Her back pressed against Ansel's chest. Selena couldn't be sure without seeing Ansel's face, but she could have sworn the words were tinged with remorse. When Barrack's men attacked, I made sure that I was the one who notified the master. The fool didn't sniff once at the water jug he drank before, uh, drank from before he went to the gates. But then Mikhail figured out what I was doing and burst in here. Too late to stop the master from drinking, though. And then Ilias just got in the way. Selena looked at Ilias, who lay still on the ground, still breathing. The master watched his son, his eyes wide and pleading. If someone didn't staunch Ilias's bleeding, he'd die soon. The master's fingers twitched slightly, making a curving motion. How many others did you kill? Selena asked, trying to keep Ansel dis uh, distracted as the man master made the motion again. A kind of slow, strange wiggling. Only them and the three on the night watch. I let the soldiers do the, do the rest. The master's fingers twisted and slithered like a snake. One strike. That's all it would take, just like the asp. Ansel was fast. Selena had to be faster. You know what, Ansel, Selena breathed, memorizing the motions she'd have to make in the next few seconds, imagine imagining her muscles moving, praying not to falter, to stay focused. Ansel pressed the blade into Selena's throat. What, Selena? You want to know what the master taught me during all those lessons? She felt Ansel, te Ansel tense, felt the question distract her. It's all the opportunity she needed. This, Selena twisted, slamming her shoulder into Ansel's to torso. Her bones connected against the armor with a jarring thud, and the sword cut into Selena's neck, but Ansel lost her balance, teetering back. Selena hit Ansel's fingers so hard, they dropped the sword right into Selena's waiting hand. In a flash, like a snake turning in, in on itself, Selena pinned Ansel face down on the ground, her father's sword now pressed against the back of her neck. Selena didn't realize how silent the room was until she was kneeling there, one knee holding Ansel on the ground, the other braced on the floor blood seeping from where the sword rested against Ansel's tan neck, redder than her hair. Don't do it, Ansel whispered. And that voice she'd so often heard, that girlish, girlish, careful, carefree voice. But had, had it always been a performance? Selena pushed harder and Ansel sucked in a breath, closing her eyes. Selena tightened her grip on the sword, willing steel into her veins. Ansel should die. For what she'd done, she deserved to die. And not just for all those assassins laying dead around them, but also for the soldiers who'd spent their lives for her agenda. And for Selena herself, who, even as she knelt here, felt her heart breaking. Even if she didn't put the sword through Ansel's neck, she'd still lose her. She'd already lost her. But maybe the world had lost Ansel long before today. Selena couldn't stop her lips from trembling as she asked, was it ever real? Ansel opened an eye, staring at the far wall. There was some moments when it was. The moment I sent you away, it was real. Selena reined in her sob, taking a long, steadying breath. She slowly lifted the sword from Ansel's neck, only a fraction of an inch. Ansel made to move, but Selena pressed the steel against her skin again, and she went still. From outside came cries of victory and concern, and voices that sounded hoarse from disuse. The assassins had won. How long before they got here? If they saw Ansel, saw what she had done, they'd kill her. You have five minutes to pack your things and leave the fortress, Selena said quietly, because in 20 minutes, 
I am going up to the battlements, and I am going to fire an arrow at you. And you'd better hope you're out of range by then. Because if you're not, that arrow is going straight through your neck. Selena lifted the sword, and Ansel slowly got to her feet, but didn't flee. It took Selena a heartbeat to realize she was waiting for her father's sword. Selena looked at the wolf-shaped hilt and the blood staining the steel. The one tie Ansel had left to her father, her family, and whatever twisted shred of hope burned in her heart. Selena turned the blade and handed it hilt first to Ansel. The girl's eyes were damp as she took the sword. She opened her mouth, but Selena cut her off. Go home, Ansel. Ansel's face went white again. She sheathed the sword at her side. She glanced at Selena only once before she took off at a sprint, leaping over Mikhail's corpse as if he were nothing more than a bit of debris. And then she was gone. Damn. I think we basically read the whole chapter, but there's a lot going on there. There is a lot going on in there. Um, um, so, so Ansel spares Selena. Selena spares Ansel. Um, she just can't bring herself to do it. Not to kill her first and only friend, <sighs> even though she was betrayed so deeply. Not only that, but like... Um... We see we see a little bit going on here, um, in re- in terms of reversal, uh, which I think from my hermeneutics class is called peripatia or something like that. Fuck if I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, notice here, she says, "Go home, Ansel." Just like Ansel said to her, "Go yeah. home, Selena." We have a reversal in which, um. Selena is now sparing Ansel and giving her the same instructions that Ansel gave her. Yeah, because Ansel tried to spare her first by getting her out of town. And now Selena's trying to spare her because the assassins will kill her. They love each other. They do. Even though Ansel is unhinged. But then again, your, she did your see friend, her. Your friend betrayed you, but tried to spare your life. So you spare hers. Girl math. <laughs> um there's also but also like the reveal in this is very interesting i feel like it happens very quickly you can't you can't truly see much of it coming unless you unless you're really keen into it you know what i mean Mm. um it mostly just seems like she's making a friend and this is a good thing for selena and then it turns real bad real fast and there's this it's like this whole reveal of the situation um again from my hermeneutics class would be called anagnorsis so it's mm. like so she's um what i'm trying to say here's what i'm trying to say okay. <laughs> is that um original people who analyzed stories such as like aristotle would say that this was good storytelling overall yeah. because yeah. we have the build-up to it is good um mm-hmm. i do i love so much how cinematic it is i can clearly visualize what's happening i can have just like a soup herb hallucination happening in my mind yeah no absolutely the entire time i was reading it it was like playing out in my head it's like cinematic it's, and it's gut-wrenching too because it if you is. put yourself in her in her place especially like, when she says it was it ever real was it ever real she is so betrayed she is so hurt and she's wondering was i just manipulated from the start mm-hmm. or was she truly ever my friend and i feel like that is something that we can all relate to oh we can all relate some to some <laughs> aspect like was it ever real that's mm. so heartbreaking mm. she's having okay especially when she has such trust issues to begin exactly. with exactly exactly and let's think about this over the course of how long was she there like five weeks like a month essentially a month, something like that yeah she goes through all the teen stuff mm-hmm. 
all the experience <laughs> like from she makes a friend she's betrayed doing each other's makeup having a slumber party going um, to a party going, almost uh, kissing a boy <laughs> uh almost killing her best friend <laughs> yeah 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 the usual um all right so as we go into chapter 12 um selena is rushing over to ilias um she's performing um triage um, <laughs> upon <laughs> it seems like he's gonna be okay um it, but it is very very troubling um and the master is starting to feel a little bit better it seems that his poison is wearing off mm-hmm. um and she goes to sit by him um and she's like obviously clutching her bleeding neck. <laughs> um she's she's like um relieved but also with that relief she's like ah like that it's just bad feelings all the way around from what mm-hmm. i can tell um and the master kind of like motions to her in a way that she's like oh yeah uh it's been 20 minutes and i have to go out to the firing range and fire at ansel like i said i would mm-hmm. so when she goes up there Ansel is already uh, way off in the distance and Hisley is going at full speed. It says that Hisley was galloping as if demons were biting at her hooves. Um, I also think we should read this, though. Sure. Because this is the end. Isn't... Oh, no. This isn't the end of the... Not quite. We're very But this is still pretty... This is pretty... Important. Yeah. Definitely important. important. She was heading northeast. Northwest. Sorry. (laughs) north by northwest that movie um by alfred hitchcock anyway um (laughs) she was heading northwest over the dunes toward the singing sands to the narrow bridge of feral jungle that separated the deserted land from the rest of the continent and then the open expanse of the western waste beyond them toward briarcliff she is going home atop the battlement selena drew an arrow from her quiver and knocked it into her bow the bowstring moaned as she pulled it back farther and farther her arm straining focusing upon the tiny figure atop the dark horse selena took aim Ooh, the way that this page is laid out too um is interesting because it's like there's a bunch of breaks it's like broken up into breaks and i think that in the audiobook it doesn't really do this as well um but it is like visually very interesting so it's like one spot then one spot then one spot and i'll read to them uh in the silence of the fortress the bowstring twanged like a mournful harp and i think this is like the passage of time like these moments are these are heartbeats but i see this in the cinematic like replay as like these are the heartbeats and then between each beat is boom boom is a existential thought um Mm. The arrow soared, turning relentlessly. The red dunes passed beneath in a blur, closing the distance. A sliver of winged darkness edged with steel. A quick, bloody death. Boom, boom. Hisley's tail flicked to the side as the arrow buried itself in the sand, just inches behind her rear hooves. But Ansel didn't dare look over her shoulder. She kept riding, and she did not stop. Boom, boom. Selena lowered her bow and watched until Ansel disappeared beyond the horizon one arrow that had been her promise but she'd also promised ansel that she had 20 minutes to get out of range selena had fired after 21 it was very poetic she spared ansel again 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 and ansel lives to see another day ansel lives to see another day and another opportunity potentially at revenge and or um salvation yeah maybe both maybe maybe i guess we'll find out maybe <laughs> someday see ansel again 
<sighs> so Selena, I think there's something else we have to say here though. Like let's let's think about this a little bit. 21. Okay, so not only does she miss, she gave her an extra minute. Mm-hmm. Right? Is but that is that what I'm thinking? Yeah, so that that arrow landed just inches from the horse's hooves, right? Yeah. So she was just barely out of firing range when mm-hmm. Selena shot that arrow. If Selena had not given her that extra minute, Ansel would be dead. No questions. Because mm. Selena hesitated. Basically. Mm-hmm. Basically. Yeah. Do you feel like kind of like that whole scenario is very like um and I don't I don't I don't mean to make Star Wars references or whatever, but I mean like just in popular fiction if you think about it, you have this one character such as like uh, Darth Vader who's like looking at another person as being like I have power over you and I have this opportunity and together we could rule the universe think like uh, Kylo yeah. Ren Ray and like the new yeah, ones yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. some people like and some people hate you, you, like just offering you this opportunity and what what se- for the main character what that seems to be is less like that person's drunk on power that person's drunk on revenge that person's drunk on trying to do something that you don't necessarily that the other character doesn't necessarily want but what that other person wants is that other person mm-hmm. absolutely it's they that want them at their side they don't want to feel that loneliness yeah well and i mean in that situation the only reason that selena would even kind of say yes ansel i'll go with you is because she loves she, ansel right and i mean it would it would be an opportunity she would get out of Arabin's reach she would get out from underneath his mm-hmm. thumb oh that's true um, but in turn she would also have to turn her back on some other responsibilities that she has she has mm-hmm. she would have to turn her back on sam um yeah. also and yeah. um you know i feel like in this we're seeing that her love for sam and her morals outweigh mm-hmm. the possibility of an easy pass mm-hmm. leaving with Ansel. Yeah. So that'd be rough girl. Sorry about you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um so Selena is called into the Meat Master's chambers. Um it says that all of Lord Barrick's soldiers were dead and were in the process of being carted back to Xandria as a reminder to Barrick to seek the King of Adderland's approval elsewhere. Apparently, mm-hmm. they had killed 20 assassins, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody's very, very sad, obviously. Um, so she goes to see the master. Um, and he talks to her. She says she nearly fell out of her seat when he began speaking. What does he say to her? He says, I am glad you did not kill Ansel. His voice was raw and his accent thick with the clipped yet rolling sounds of some language she'd never heard before. I cannot replicate that sound. I'm so sorry. Um, (laughs) Not even going to try. Yeah. I have been wondering when she would decide what to do with her fate. So you knew. The master turned from the window. I have known for years. Several months after Ansel's arrival, I sent inquiries to the Flatlands. Her family had not written her any letters and I was worried that something might have happened. He took a seat in a chair across from Selena. My messenger returned to me some months later, saying there was no Briarcliff. The Lord and his eldest daughter had been murdered by the High King, and the youngest daughter, Ansel, was missing. So Selena's like, why did you not confront her? Um, it, would, it wouldn't scar if she looked... Okay, so she's looking down at her, her the scab that's like on her cheek, and she's thinking, she's thinking like about the scar, like that it will leave. And I think like what she's thinking about is symbolic in nature. 
also mm-hmm. a noggin nugget selena talks yeah. about scars a bit um and like like a reminder of like what ansel had done and maybe that she should like hunt ansel down together yeah i, I, I see that look had, on your face i just had a huge like noggin nugget. okay can you make a note for me to talk about selena and her scars with you after this recording because it's gonna have so many spoilers if i talk here right talk about it right <laughs> i now. know exactly what you're gonna say and i agree yes we will <laughs> okay 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 just don't let me forget please because this is a I, huge like head cannon i i i won't forget okay I, I might forget i'm gonna try really hard not to forget because i got <laughs> roomba readers um <laughs> in which we go line by line because if we do not then we will go on a tangent and you yes. will probably either like it or hate it um anyway um so the master basically says that he was hoping that ansel was going to end up trusting him he said he wanted to give her that chance i hope she would learn to face her pain that she'd learn to endure it he smiled sadly at selena and this is very important Mm -hmm. this is something that I i find important to like remember um personally if you can learn to endure pain, you can survive anything. Some people learn to embrace it, to love it. Some endure it through drowning in it in sorrow or by making themselves forget. Others turn it into anger. But Ansel let her pain become a hate and let it consume her until she became something else entirely, a person I don't think she ever wished to be. And here, because we do pretty much this whole novella, besides her learning from the silent assassins, is the compare and contrast of Ansel and Selena. Yes. And I also think it's the compare and contrast of Selena and her pain. Her almost, trauma. Her yeah, trauma. They- and she is learning to embrace it and endure it. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah. she, you know, she is learning to embrace and endure her her pain um that she's gone through with Arabin. Um, and she is basically doing what the master had hoped Ansel would do. Exactly. And here's something that we haven't heard much about. We heard about Ansel's childhood trauma. We haven't heard about Selena's childhood trauma as of yet. We can just easily deduce that it's there. Yeah, we <laughs> can easily I mean? deduce as a child being like taken in by assassins. Clearly, something has happened. Some, someone on there. Um, yeah. but Selena, even though she became an assassin. She doesn't seem hateful. No, and she's still compassionate and considerate of others. Exactly. So Selena um, looked at the floor, wondering what to do with the ache in her chest. Would turning it into rage, as he said, help her endure it? For what it's worth, Selena, he rasped, I believe you were the closest thing to a friend Ansel has ever allowed herself to have. And I think she sent you away because she truly cared for you. She hated her mouth for wobbling. That doesn't make it hurt any less. They were that for each other. Mm-hmm. That suck. <clears throat> I didn't think it would, but I think you will leave a lasting imprint on Ansel's heart. You spared her life and returned her father's sword. She will not soon forget that. I'm not crying. I'm choking. <laughs> <laughs> I can finish Sorry. this. And maybe yeah. she would... Uh, and maybe when she makes her next move to reclaim her title, she will remember the assassin from the north and the kindness you showed her and try to leave fewer bodies in her wake. He walked towards uh, he walked to the latticework hutch as if he were giving her the time to regain her composure and pulled out a letter. 
By the time he returned to her, Selena's eyes were clear. When you give this to your master, hold your head high. She took her the letter, her recommendation. It seemed inconsequential in the face of everything that had just happened. How is it that you're speaking to me now? I thought your vow of silence was eternal. He shrugged. The world seems to think so, but as far as my memory serves me, I've never officially sworn to be silent. I chose to be silent most of the time, and, and I've become so used to it that I often forget I have the capacity for speech. But there are some times when words are necessary, when explanations are needed that mere gestures cannot convey. She nodded, trying her best to hide her surprise. After a pause, the master said, If you ever want to leave the north, you will always have a home here. I promise you the winter months are far better than the summer, and I think my son would be rather happy if you decided to return too. Oh, would chuckled. you like to stay for would you like to stay for dinner? Would you like <laughs> to stay forever? <laughs> would you like to stay and be future master with my son? <laughs> um he chuckled and Selena blushed. He took her hand. When you leave tomorrow, you will be accompanied by a few of my people. Why? Because they will be needed to drive the wagon to Zandria. I know that you are in you are indentured to your master that you still owe him a good deal of money before you are free to live on your to live your own life. He's making you pay back a fortune that he forced you to borrow. He squeezed her hand before approaching one of the three trunks pushed against the wall for saving my life and sparing hers. He flipped open the lid of the trunk and then another and another sunlight gleamed on the gold inside reflecting through the room like light on water all that gold and the piece of spider silk the merchant had given her she couldn't think of the possibilities that of that wealth would open to her not right now when you leave give your master his letter also give him this and tell him that the red desert that in the wet red desert we do not abuse our disciples selena smiled slowly i think i can manage that she looked to the open window and the world beyond for the first time in a long while she heard the song of the northern wind calling her home and she was not afraid and she was not afraid noggin nugget and noggin nugget noggin nugget noggin nugget noggin nugget noggin nugget noggin nugget we should just make like a yeah anyway but how poetic is that that she gave irene the money to take her future into her own hands and now the mute master is giving her this fortune of gold to pay her debts and live her future the way that she should pay it forward bro yeah literally that was foreshadowing at its finest dude that one's rough that one makes me very like the other ones make me emotional sure but like that one makes me very emotional because i find it so relatable and i feel like a lot of other people feel that way too absolutely yeah especially there is something about like girl relationships too where um they can be unfortunately in our society they can be very like brutal and -hmm. when you do happen across somebody that you're like i think this person's like a best friend you know what i mean like this could be a long-term like yeah relationship in my life yeah and then something goes like awry and you know what i mean because you can either i've been there (laughs) (laughs) same same exactly but then like maybe somewhere down the line you might find somebody who actually does want to like you know what i mean um Mm -hmm. and it's hard it's harder to open up after that so Mm -hmm. unfortunately for selena this could have been like an opportunity for her to be Mm -hmm. more open 
to friendships to yeah. friendships and now that's like oh well that look what happens when that happens yeah but hopefully she but also like i mean the mute master gives her like very good wisdom there in which like don't don't let hate become something that you rely upon in order to move forward like that's not what you do with your pain um no yeah so and i think he 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 helps her to relate at least some to um ansel and to understand that what they had was real it's just her hate outweighed her love mm-hmm. and she went to the dark side she did she went to the dark side <laughs> um but that what a great setup for a future conversation you know what i mean like yeah like, absolutely I, I do want to find out what happens to ansel and her vendetta and um yeah yeah um any final thoughts or feelings emotions i i know that no everything that i want to say i have to tell you after the recording (laughs) so i'm good for now (laughs) it would be like um after hours (laughs) yeah yeah all right folks well uh this episode is brought to you by betrayal and hurt feelings um don't let don't let it fester (laughs) um it is also brought to you by sith lords um and <laughs> they're very convincing speeches they're very rousing speeches to get you to come to their side Dark side yeah um also brought to you by um silent discos um <laughs> uh, yes where you can yes. dance to the sound of things in your ears that nobody else can hear and you look ridiculous <laughs> but at least you're having fun a great time a great time um also brought to you by poison uh make sure you check your your food and your drink yeah you be careful out there kiddos don't trust your friends <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, be careful uh, <laughs> all right kids well i hope that you have a great whatever you're currently doing and that you um don't let hate guide you definitely until next time believe in the power of love and friendship <laughs> <laughs>